The biggest hurdle between me and eating healthy, delicious meals for lunch is decision fatigue. Honestly, by the time lunchtime rolls around, I've already made like a thousand decisions from what my toddler should wear to how much I want to argue with her about how you have to brush your teeth in the morning, you know? <laughs> for sure, for sure. No, I absolutely agree. And like I have taken to doing meal preps or like buying a bunch of ready to eat meals to like heat up quickly. And I recently tried Factor. And let me tell you, Factor is like 12,000 steps above and beyond any ready to meet eat meal I have ever tried before. That's right. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious ready to eat meals. Every fresh, never frozen meal is chef curated, dietitian approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. You'll have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. What are you waiting for? Get started and get after your goals. I tried the two-minute meals where I could fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat wherever you are. And they also offer pancakes, smoothies, and more. There's a wide variety of easy options throughout the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Plus, there's no prep and no mess. Factor meals are ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup required. Factor is also flexible for your schedule. You can get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution when you're looking for fast premium options with no cooking required. And you don't want to make any more decisions because you're exhausted, like me. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. Head to factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 and use code justbreakup50 to get 50% off. That's code justbreakup50 at factormeals.com slash justbreakup50 to get 50% off. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Welcome to Just Break Up, the podcast about love, heartbreak, and all the relationship advice you don't want to hear. My name is Sierra DeMolder. And I'm Sam Blackwell. And today we're going to answer a letter from somebody who is feeling hopeless in the world of dating. But before we begin, we just want to give you our Surgeon General's warning, which is that Sierra and I are not licensed mental health practitioners. We are not. We are not trained in this. We are not professionals in any which way. So please take our advice as you see fit in your life. We are only here to offer our humble musings to hopefully shed some understanding and maybe some laughs on the incredibly rewarding but mostly confusing experience that is love. All right, Sam. So I'm super pumped about today's check-in topic. It's a Monday. We're going to do a check-in topic before we get into a letter and... We are going to review <laughs> a selection of songs listed as the top 70 first dance wedding songs um, uh, from brides.com. <laughs> I'm just remembering the conversation process that like brought us to yeah, this yeah. Do you decision. Tell them about like it? it feels just like very random to me now that you like said it out loud. Like, <laughs> yes, why are we yeah. doing this? <laughs> 
here's why. So next week, Just Break Up turns five. Are you kidding me? Five years. Oh my god. Of our podcast would be going to kindergarten in the yes. fall if it was oh my a baby. God. <laughs> yes, I cannot believe it. Our podcast. So on this, it's July sixteenth. Um, will be our five year anniversary. And so I came on, you know, to our recording session being like, okay, we're going to check in about our anniversary and we're going to talk about all the things we've learned and like, what are we reflecting and how do we feel about anniversaries, yada, yada. And Sam's like, it's actually next week. And I was like, I don't, (laughs) I don't have a check-in topic. But then I was like, let's break it into two parts. You know, we're going to talk about anniversaries for two weeks. And he's like, nobody's going to want to listen to that. And then I was like, okay, well, let's talk about like, you know, let's look back on like our, you know, let's, let's do something that's like wedding themed, you know, like looking back because it's our anniversary. We could talk about, uh, you know, first dance songs. And Sam's like, do you know we're not married? And I said, in the eyes of capitalism, we are. Uh, we own a business together yeah. and therefore we are married. Yeah. But I'm super excited because I love doing fun, uh, random reviews like this on our show. And actually this is a, good plug for our patreon we answer letters over on our patreon we we put out a bonus episode every week if you haven't heard yet um and but we we do answer letters but every once in a while we'll do either like we'll just check in personally about something going in our lives that we think our listeners could benefit from hearing mm-hmm. um or we do silly things like we give each other quizzes like last week i gave sam a quiz um on air to see if he was a narcissist or not <laughs> Turns out I was a little bit, just just a skosh. <laughs> and then we answered a letter. Um, anyway, so this reminds me of some fun episodes we've done on Patreon where we like review love song lyrics and stuff like that. So I'm excited mm-hmm. to do it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you can sign up for that bonus episode if you want it at patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You also get access to the backlog of all of our episodes, um, ad-free versions of this primary show that comes out, yes. uh, you know, mm-hmm. Three times a week, if you don't like listening to ads or you don't like fast forwarding through them, you can pay five bucks and get no ads um, and other cool things. So check that out on our Patreon. Let's get into our um, first dance wedding song review. (laughs) Caveat, if you have danced to any of these and we have strong feelings about them. We don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> we are yeah, two strangers across the ocean, and our opinions are just trash. <laughs> no, absolutely. Our opinions are our opinions. So if you yeah. want to dance to one of these yeah. songs, go for first it. First off, first off, what <laughs> is life. your what was your first dance song? Our first dance song was "Tower of Learning" by Rufus Wainwright. Oh my god, that is the gayest shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I love Rufus Wainwright. Oh my God. Yeah. I mean, as a queer person also, like that is <laughs> iconic. I just have to say that though. Um, uh, love that for you. Um, we had a little tiny COVID wedding, so we didn't really have an official first dance, um, but we did dance to what would be our song privately. And that is uh, Save Part of Yourself by Brandy Carlisle. Uh, I love Brandy Carlisle. I know. Uh, I know. Okay. Of course. All right. Look at these two queers on this I know. podcast. I know. I know. Like Wade, right? And Brandy Carlisle. Apparently we really love a vibrato, yeah. you know, like yeah. we're really drawn oh to those. Uh, Brandy is impeccable live. Okay. Let's get into this. I cannot. Um, first song on this list, it's not ranked in any special way. And we're not going to read all of them because there's like 70 and they're modern songs, even though I don't know what they're implying because they're 
you know, like Etta James is on here. Is Etta James considered modern? Or are they talking about like waltzes that they would play at like 1600s, we 16th century? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> what? What? <laughs> yeah, no Gregorian chants on this list, unfortunately. <laughs> okay, anyway. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So there's no ranking and we're just going to pick some random ones, but uh like starts off All of Me by John Legend. I think it's pretty neutral classic for me. Neutral. It's a, it's a great song, you know? Yeah. It's yeah. uh it's beautiful. Um yeah. John Legend I, seems like a genuine person. Yeah, absolutely. He's like always doing things, you know, and yeah. cute that he wrote it about <laughs> Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um <laughs> Okay, what else is on this list? Um, I will say that like at least a third of these songs are Ed Sheeran songs. And I got to tell you, I don't know that I could name the tune of a single Ed Sheeran song. Yeah, like, as, yeah. a, as a not straight person, like I just, it is not something that like comes into my orbit in any way. Yeah. Like I'm Gonna Lose You by Jasmine Thompson. I 100% thought that was by Megan Trainer. Am I just 100% wrong? I, th- I don't Apparently. know. So I'm gonna love you. So like, I don't really love that song as a wedding song, <laughs> even though, <laughs> even though Miss Ephemera over here is like, you know, time is fleeting. You do have to love people. You're like, you're going to, you know, but it's a little, you know, it's like walking down the aisle to a song about death. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What sort of freak would do that? <laughs> Sam did that. That's this the one. freak. Okay. This freak right here. All right. Um, also on this list, I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith, which I <laughs> would love to see someone do for their first dance. You know, like it's just like it's uh, it is slow. Like I will give you that. Oh, it's like, a I feel slow like you song. Could, I 100 like, slow the... dance to it in like sixth grade. I swear. And, and we I would call like... in to the radio and have the, requested this song. Oh my god! It's yeah, just absolutely. So shrill. <laughs> it's just so shrill. I'm just like picturing somebody like. Dressed up to the nines, like all their friends and family around them, like dancing. <laughs> I mean, meanwhile, like, <laughs> do it. <laughs> What's his name? Steven. Steven Tyler is in the background being like, what? <laughs> and it's, it's like, what? This is so. I just, I like, I. We used to like drive around <laughs> Delafield, Wisconsin, just like shrieking <laughs> that aspect of the song. And I just, I could not listen to it at somebody's wedding without wanting to like <laughs> scream it at the top of my oh lungs my and totally this. ruin the moment. So I, I, yeah, yeah. I, if I'm going yeah. to your wedding, I would not recommend this because it will be, it will be uncomfortable for all of us. <laughs> all right. I mentioned this earlier, but like, classic wedding song i don't care how replayed it is at last by edit james especially because you and i reviewed the lyrics a couple months ago on a patreon episode and they're so good it's so beautiful it's Um, so beautiful it's It's just like pure pure love it's It's like two minutes long so it's like you don't which is exactly what you need absolutely yes totally i think also (laughs) the one that's right above that too is the way you look tonight by frank sinatra which is also just like a beautiful the lyrics are wonderful. There is nothing for me but to love you. Like, mm, okay, mm, that is, mm, mm, that's just mm. beautiful. Also short, really which is great. Yeah. I don't really care for Fra- Frank, Frankie, Frankie boy, except for holiday renditions. <laughs> um, but, but 
is also undeniable. Love love a classic song. Love a modern, <laughs> quote, unquote, uh-huh. modern song at a wedding. <laughs> I don't know what that means. Um, all right. Let's see. What else is on there that I... Um, Oh, Your Song by Elton John. I'm okay with that mm-hmm. one. Mm-hmm. That's love a great that. song. I love you that basically the... because it was in Moulin Rouge, which is, yeah. <laughs> if you thought a, an Elton song, Elton John song couldn't get gayer, the fact yeah, that, that I they know put it, it through a Moulin Rouge yeah. movie. It's, yeah. Uh, love that movie. Um, wait, I just saw one that I was yep. going to. Oh, oh yeah. Uh Make You Feel My Love by Adele. Oh my god. Oh my god. Like, oh my god. Oh my god. <laughs> but also such sad. a good song. It is really sad, which, you know, I love sad things in happy places. So yeah. I would definitely dance to that. But it's like it it's like I would do all of these things and like you're you're not around. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. Yep. It's one of those ones where it's like Oh, this sounds really romantic, but then when you actually listen to the lyrics, you're like, oh, this is like about unrequited love or something. It's like when people dance to like, I will always love you mm-hmm. by like Dolly Parton mm-hmm. or Whitney Houston. You're like, this is a breakup song, friends. <laughs> like, this is a mm-hmm. I wish you well on your own type song. There's two songs on here that we haven't mentioned yet that I that I just want to. It's uh, 500 Miles by Sleeping at Last. Um, is that is that the song I'm thinking of? <laughs> Yeah, the the lyrics that they're saying here are the song you're thinking of, but I don't know if it's like a cover that doesn't sound like like a real '80s like. And I would uh, yeah. five hundred miles. That's what I was just wondering. Yeah, and the other one is "Only Want to Be with You" by Hootie and the Blowfish. I love that so much. Can you again, like, imagine? Kind of like a hard song to like. <laughs> Oh my god, everyone who got married in like 1998 is like, stop it. That was our yeah, our first dance yeah. song. You know what? And I'm fine with that. Oh my god. This kiss by Faith Hill, classic. Will always be a classic. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's upbeat to the nines. You can slow dance to this at your wedding. I'm I'm really into I'm it. Full I'm full of really contradictions today. You definitely um, are. I think it's just it is just like a a gut yeah. reaction scale that we're going with friends. Yeah. We're not diving yeah. too much into the ins and outs of these things. Two hipster ones by bands that I do enjoy. Um uh Work Song by Hosier is a beautiful song. Not sure if it fits in like a wedding vibe. Like it's like it's <laughs> Like talk about like the chanting that you brought up earlier. It's very like um, building. There's like a weird whatever. I'm not going to do an impression of it right now, even though I've done an impression of like four other songs. Um, (laughs) But another song about death that we love to include at weddings. Um, Love that. Love that. Yeah, No grave can hold my body down. I'll crawl home to her. You know, about oh, like, okay. yeah, that's, yeah. I'll, that's, I'll send that's it to you. terrifying, like zombie. <laughs> 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 and January Wedding by the Avid Brothers, which I, I don't really know their, I just know their popular songs, but that's a cute ass song, you know? For sure. Um, oh, yeah. you are my best, you are the best thing um, by Ray, how do you say his last name? Lamontagne. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, fucking phenomenal, phenomenal love song. It's a great love song. Yeah, would love that at any wedding in any way, shape and form. I also um, 
First Day of My Life by Bright Eyes was oh, my, my God. 100% favorite love song when I was about 17 years old. Uh, and it's not that happy. <laughs> I, will, I will tell you that. No, it is beautiful. It is. It <laughs> is. Colin, absolutely. What's his name? Colin Oberst or whatever? Connor Oberst. It's <laughs> uh, cute. It's cute though. It was, cute, it was close. Cute, 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 cute. Um, yeah, his sad little melancholy voice. I'll just love it forever. Um, Absolutely. This list has an Enya song on it. Dreams are more precious. Don't know it, but all about it. Nope. Um, Home by Edward Sharp and the Magnetic Zeros. Like I fucking hate that song and love it because like you have to. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, I hear it and I'm like, man, I don't like this song. And then I'm like, oh, I love this song. I will say that there's a weird talking part. Yeah. No, I knew you wouldn't like the talking part. (laughs) Would be uncomfortable to dance to. (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, Oh, uh, let's see. It's home is on this list twice. So Mm -hmm. good job editors at (laughs) brides.com. Oh, you. You Send Me by Sam Cooke. Classic. Great song. Yeah. Love that. You're Still the One, Shania Twain. Classic. Oh, that would be so good. I would love to, I would love to dance with someone to that song <laughs> so yeah. much. Yeah. Yeah. Leon Bridges, Coming Home. Um, Leon Bridges is a, is a big, well-played person in my household. Oh, that's great. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god! And this is uh, this is the song that I was really thinking of is "Beyond" by Leon Bridges. Mm-hmm. Um, very cute, great wedding song. Mm, yeah, which is what 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 on here would you be like? No way in a thousand years <laughs> would this be my wedding song. <laughs> Besides, I don't want to miss a thing by Aerosmith. <laughs> you no. Listen, Viper. The, the little viper. <laughs> Sam wanted to be called Viper as a little kid. And That's right. Viper would want this to be their wedding song, you know. Um, God, this kiss is such a great song. I know. I'm singing it in my head. Absolutely. You know, every little thing she does is magic. All right, go ahead. I think all of these are fine. Like, there's none that I'm looking at that I'm like, oh, God, please don't do that. Like, they're, you know, they're, they're all fine love songs. Um, yeah, yeah. I feel like "My Girl" by The Temptations would be a weird <laughs> first dance song, <laughs> especially in my context. So I think that's the one I'm gonna go with. <laughs> Funny. Um, yeah, I will go with "XO" by John Mayer because I've heard he's a terrible person. He did horrible things, horrible things to Jessica Simpson. <clears throat> And I know that because I read her book and loved it and you should all read it uh, because it's good. (laughs) (laughs) All right, let's get into our letter. Okay. This letter comes from Hopeless Romantic, whose pronouns are he, him, who is writing from Hopeless No Romance Town, China. Hi, Sierra and Sam. This is M all the way from Shanghai, China. I started listening to your podcast after I had my first heartbreak from my first proper date in my late 20s, where we went on one date, one fucking date, and he had the audacity to say that he didn't feel the chemistry and called it off. Took a year and lots of head and heart work, but now I've learned to look past it. 
Sorry, went a little bit off topic there. Before I ask my questions, I wanted to say thank you for what you do. Your kind, gentle, and loving words have helped me learn and grow to become a better person. I feel it helps give me perspective to work on a healthy relationship. But my problem is how and where do I get one? A little bit about me. I'm in my early 30s, gay, identify as he, him, an overthinker, people pleaser, and have an anxious attachment style. I learned all these from this podcast, except the gay part. That one I figured out on my own. (laughs) And I learned to love those things about me most of the time. I learned they make me who I am today. And I'm lucky to have a group of friends who loves and appreciates me as I am. I have been trying to date for a while now. I go out socially with friends, bars, events, dating apps. I've tried them all. At this point, I really don't know how out there I can put myself to be. It just doesn't seem to be working. I've had countable dates and one night stands over the course of the last seven, seven years. Oftentimes, I wonder if I am just a picky person with unrealistic high standards or it's the fear of rejection that keeps me staying away from potential dates. I often feel I'm missing out on things. I haven't dated or slept around at all. I don't want to look back and regret not having done all these things when I'm at the age to do stupid things and make mistakes. I'm supposed to be trying things out and see what I'm into and what I look for in a relationship, right? Another thing is, as an Asian who has only dated and historically, statistically, don't want to admit it, but probably mostly, I'm only attracted to white gay men. It took a long time to learn to not hate myself for that. But that has led me to a lot of self-doubt and a very, very limited dating puddle. I know I don't need a boyfriend to be happy, but every time friends couple up or are showing up in their honeymoon phase, I can't help but get jealous and wonder, what if it was me? Or even if it ever could be me? And more and more often, this starts making me feel a little bit lonely. I keep having this feeling of, I haven't really tried, but at the same time, I feel like I'm already done trying. I wanted to be loved and I think I deserve to be loved. I'm learning how to fully love myself and be comfortable with myself, but all these mixed feelings of I'm not doing enough, I'm not trying hard enough, I can always do better is getting very tiring. The harder I try, the more hopeless I get. Is it just a numbers game? Mm. Should I let loose and say yes to whatever? What does a girl have to do to get a date nowadays? (laughs) Maybe I've watched too many unrealistic rom-coms and those magic moments don't really happen in real life. I thought writing these down would help, but now my head is just all over the place. Overthinking. Hello, can you go away? Sorry if none of these make sense. And thanks for reading this letter. I guess I'm just looking for some tough love, some harsh truth, or maybe just some loving affirmation. You're going to get all three of those, my love. (laughs) Again, thank you for spreading your kindness, patience, empathy, and love. Listening to you guys weekly while I bike uh, to and from work has been part of the best time of my everyday routine. Sincerely, Hopeless Romantic. All right, my darling. Thank you so much for listening, for writing us and trusting us with this letter. We are so excited and honored to answer it. I'm so sorry you're feeling this way. This is so real and difficult. And I know that it wears on us, especially us anxiously attached folks, especially people who overthink things like this is just giving like the hamster wheel of your brain like a thousand different routes on that wheel. And you're like, oh, my God, I got to keep it all spinning. I got to, you know, there's there's a lot to overthink here is what I'm trying to say. And I I know that it's like as much as it keeps your mind busy, it wears on you emotionally and physically. um, And there is like a quiet 
at rest part of you that is, you know, maybe scared or lonely, you know, we are going to get into this more, talk about whether those magic moments happen, um, how to say yes to to more things without, you know, without letting go of your standards and how, how we can move forward in this weird world of dating um, while holding all of our feelings um, up to the light. But first we're going to take a very, very quick break. All right, y'all know that Sam and I record every single episode of Just Break Up virtually. So I literally see this beautiful person on Zoom like multiple times a week. And every time Sam pops up into Zoom, I comment on their outfit. And I swear, like 99% of the time, I'm like, oh my God, that outfit is so cute. Where did you get it? Sam says quince. You too can upgrade your wardrobe with luxury essentials at unbeatable prices. Quince is here to transform the way you shop with a range of high quality items priced within reach. That's right. They have 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters for $50, organic cotton sweaters, washable silk tops, and timeless 14 karat jewelry. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts out the cost of the middle person and passes that saving on to us. And Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing practices and and premium fabrics and finishes. I love that. Y'all have heard me talk about my leather bag that I use as both a laptop bag and a diaper bag. And I love it because, (laughs) (laughs) honestly, it looks really cute in every single circumstance that I use it. Indulge in affordable luxury. Go to quince.com slash just break up for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash just break up to get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash just break up. All right, head and heart workers, you know, I'm all about tackling our money shame and becoming fiscally empowered, regardless of how much money we make or how much debt we have. I think it's such a crucial step in our own self-acceptance and empowerment. That's why I love that today's episode is sponsored by Rocket Money. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. With Rocket Money, you can see all of your subscriptions in one place. And if you see something you don't want, you can just cancel it with a tap. You never have to get on the phone with customer service. They'll even try to get you a refund for the last couple of months of wasted money and negotiate to lower your bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is take a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over $500 million in canceled unwanted subscriptions. And listen, we always talk to you about like conflict styles and open and honest communications, but honestly, save your energy and get Rocket Money to cancel those subscriptions for you. (laughs) Stop wasting money. You don't need to practice that. Yeah. We don't need to do head and heart work with like customer service representatives. You know what I mean? Like just like... 
Use the middle person. <laughs> Just get Rocket Money in there to help you do what you need to do. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. That's rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. Rocketmoney.com slash justbreakup. All right, everyone. Welcome back. Uh, hopeless romantic, uh, everything that Sierra said and more. Thank you for writing us and asking us this question. Um, the thing that I immediately thought of when I read your letter was, uh, the episode of sex in the city when yes, yes, Charlotte yes. is like, they're all sitting at the, <laughs> they're sitting in the diner or whatever. And Charlotte is like, I'm so tired of this. Like I've been dating yes. since I was 15. Where is he? Right. Like, and is just like so exasperated. And, and we also, you know, we get letters all the time and have conversations with folks all the time about like how difficult it is to be in this position where it's like, I'm trying, trying, trying things in my life are otherwise going well, but I don't have this one thing. And, and it is like, what am I supposed to do? Like, mm -hmm. do I need to be trying more? Like, am I supposed to just be patient? Like it, you know, I think, um, one of the hard things about like finding romance, finding partnership in, in this way is that like, it's not necessarily like you put in the effort and then it equates to results, right? Like it's yeah, not, that is very confusing and frustrating for sure. Right. It's not like a factory where it's like, yes, if I make this part in this way, it'll create this car eventually. Right. It's like, it's so much more nebulous than that because, humans are more nebulous than like manufacturing or whatever other metaphor that you want to use. Um, and I, and I don't say that in a way of being like, um, of trying to be like harsh to you or in, in any way. I just like want to say that out loud because I think so much of the messaging that we get is that like either we'll find someone because we're fated to find them, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's in our destiny to find the one for us or the other side of the coin, which is that like, um, if you're not with someone, it means you're just not trying hard enough, right? Like you're not putting yourself out there enough, which is like reminding me of another Sex in the City episode, right? Where they go, they go to like a love guru who's like trying to get, I think it's like maybe even the same episode, but like Charlotte is like asked this like question of this, this love guru in this like big forum with all of these other people around. And she's like, I just don't know what to do. I'm so sad. I, I like, I'm recently divorced and I'm just trying so hard and I still haven't found someone. And like, she's starting to tear up and the woman's like, you just need to put yourself out there. You just need to put yourself out there. And Charlotte's like, I feel like I am. And she's like, but you're not just putting yourself out there. And it's like, that is the only advice that we have for people who are like looking for love often is like, you just gotta do more. And, and the reality is, is like, that might be true in certain instances, but it's also exhausting. It also doesn't yield results every single time. And it also might be that somebody's like putting themselves out there every day in every way. And it's still not getting the thing that needs to happen or that they want to happen because like, it's not just a like, a, a given equation that like the harder you try, the better your results are going to be. Sometimes the harder we try, the, the worse the things are for us. Like, and that's super disappointing and frustrating and like life, you know, like it's so lifey that that is the way yes. that the world operates. Like it is, it's so deeply unfair. And also like, of course it is because like, that is what human interactions are just like yes. deeply unfair all the I, time. That is such a good reminder, Sam. <laughs> and I'm, I'm glad to hear it said out loud like that. Cause 
because even you and I, even people who talk about the unfairness of life all the time on the show for almost five years, right? Mm -hmm. I still, in the back of my mind, because of, you know, the way stories have been told to us since we were little, think that XYZ will equal ABC or whatever. (laughs) You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. you think that despite... Despite everything, we we want life to feel fair because we want to get what we deserve, you know, and we all deserve mm-hmm. love. We all deserve companionship if, if that's what we want. I also want to say, like, those you you pointed out those magic moments, like, do those really happen and I'm just not getting them or I don't deserve them? Or have I just like you know, bought the lie of the rom-com or, you know, whatever. And I was thinking as I was preparing, you know, I think they do happen. They do happen because I I think I've experienced some of them and they don't mean what we think they mean. Mm -hmm. These magical moments for me have happened with people who cheated on me. (laughs) You know, these magical (laughs) moments. And then dumped you. (laughs) Yes, and then dumped me. (laughs) And these magical moments have happened. um, And then I had you know, to make a really hard decision about not dating these people because we were ill, ill fit or whatever, you know, like magic moments happen. Yes. But they don't mean what popular culture, storytelling, romantic comedies have taught us. Mm-hmm. They mean because there's not some soulmate out there wandering around on their path, slowly making their way closer to you. Mm-hmm. Right. There is an, a multitude of people out there that we are compatible with, right? And we, if we're lucky, if the timing is right, we meet them. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. and we work through our baggage together because there's there's no there's no baggageless person. And yep. um, you know, as much I as much as I want to think that like my wife and I were fated to meet, um. I think I was just lucky, you know, and all of the magical moments we've had between us didn't mean we were like destined to be together. Um, They, if anything, they were like, you're destined to work through some hard shit together, you know, for sure. Um, It doesn't, I don't want us to look for those magic moments and have them automatically equate like, oh my God, I have to be with this person forever because I had this magic moment with them. And therefore, they are my person, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and when it comes down to it, right, like so much of of uh, relationships or, or finding people is like kind of luck, <laughs> right? Like yes. there is actually an, there is, let me say that there is absolutely an element of like, where are we creating you, barriers how, for yeah. ourselves, how are you right? Yourself like, out there? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Right. Where it's like, okay, well, if I'm only going to date white men and I'm living in Shanghai, right? Like, cool. Then the, the pool of people is going to be smaller, right? right. Like we're kind of limiting our chances when it comes to like finding someone who we're going to be compatible with. Right. Or if we're, if we're putting things in, like they, they have to be six feet tall or they have to, you know, have come from money or whatever it might be, right? Like we we're kind of limiting ourselves because we're limiting the pool of people that we're going to like find some sort of connection or, or we're going to sort of come together around. And if we're not, you know, 
meeting new people, if we're not asking our friends to set us up with people, if we're not trying the apps or whatever it might be, like if we're not putting ourselves out there, then we're also limiting our our ability to sort of find people in the randomness that is the universe, right? Like it's it's kind of like a little bit of both things. Like it's just, it's luck and and it's also a little bit of like, how are we increasing our odds <laughs> as much right. as possible? Right. Um, so like part of it is like, can you think of ways that you can sort of expand your, your idea of what a potential mate could look like? Yeah. Right? Are there places where you can maybe look at some of those standards that you have that, that quote unquote pickiness that you said that you have and say like, is this actually a deal breaker for me? Right. Or can I consider the idea that somebody who isn't uh, blonde could also be somebody that I really want to be with or somebody who has uh, a different education level than I do, right? Yeah. Like there's lots of different ways that we kind of set ourselves up to not see people fully as potential partners. And so I want you to have standards, absolutely. But I do want you to sort of look at some of those standards and say like, are these reasonable for me? Are these things that are actually like helping me find the right person or are they kind of getting in the yes. way of me seeing somebody who might, all be a really great mate in lots of different ways, but maybe doesn't have these like characteristics that I've decided are, are more important for me. Yeah. And I, and don't get tangled in any self-loathing or shame about, mm. um, trying to, to set these, this pickiness aside. Like everybody has stuff like this that we, in us, that we need to, examine or unpack if we have the opportunity to and if we have the 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 desire to like this is you said something about how realizing who you wanted to date like brought on a lot of things and i i understand that i have empathy for that i respect that you are even thinking critically about what your desire means in a bigger you know in a bigger lens, right? Like there mm -hmm, are, mm -hmm. there are a bunch of isms that are, that are impacting us at all times. Um, and I respect that you're reflecting that, but you know, Sam is always good at reminding us to like, don't use this as another weapon against yourself. I don't want, I don't want Sam and I saying like, yeah, maybe we should practice saying yes more so that we can more, so that we can see people as fuller, more complex, deeper versions than just the surface level, right? Um, yep. I don't want to. I don't want you to use that as an opportunity to be mean to yourself more. <laughs> you know what I mean? For sure. Um, but I totally agree with Sam. It sounds like you don't need to physically put yourself out there more. You're you're socializing. You're on the apps. You're getting out there. You're going to the clubs. Like right. You're you're putting yourself in spaces to meet people. But my challenge to you, like. The biggest thing I'm saying here is just, yes, this is hard. This swears on you. All of your feelings are real. Yes. And For then sure. the icing on top of that affirmation is um, a challenge to say yes more and see where mm -hmm. it takes you. Um, yep. Because I was thinking about this earlier as I was, I was, I was reading this letter and preparing, like the more we say yes to things, the more opportunity we have to carve out our nose. Like we get, the more yep. we say yes to, to new experiences, the more we can sort of determine where the edges of our boundaries are, the edges of our, of our desire, of our interest in other people. And so like, if you, you go on one date with someone and they're fine, but you don't feel a spark, 
maybe you're not physically attracted to them, but you liked having a conversation with them. I would say, say yes to that second date. Say yes to see what is beyond the, the first layer of your no, right? What is yep. beyond the first layer of your disinterest in someone? And if you're if you're still not interested in them after date one, then you have an opportunity to practice that no. You know, I wish like if, if I could redo my twenties, I would fucking like undo a lot of mistakes I made. <laughs> <laughs> and the and and the one thing that I wish I could do or I will do in the future is like practice saying no to people practice saying like oh you know what like this is not you are not for me and i'm and i'm you know whatever and i think i think i want you to see that those two things are connected saying yes to new things saying yes to get to know people more deeply more complexly than just like their profile picture will give you also an opportunity to say no more authentically and more in tune with yourself. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's like breaking down those barriers just a little, but also remembering that you can always have those barriers. Yeah. I love that idea of like saying yes so that you can learn a little bit more about like where the edges and boundaries are of like, what's okay for you. And, you know, you talk about in your letter, like, I don't want to miss out on this experience of making these mistakes. And the only thing that I can say to you is that like, if you want to make mistakes, you have to make mistakes, right? You have to be willing to take risk and put yourself out there and, and, you know, put yourself into situations that may be uncomfortable or maybe things that you're not sort of used to, but that will offer you the opportunity to do something new and try something different. Um, and at the same time, it's also okay for you to not make yeah. mistakes as well, right? Like I don't I don't necessarily think that like making mistakes is necessary for somebody to know themselves more deeply, right? And I of course like we all make mistakes, right? Like you are you're not making not making mistakes, but like you know, I think back to some of the things that I have said yes to that I have that I would like not want to say yes to now. And, and for sure those things taught me, but I also think that I could have come into an understanding of myself without having to do this. And, and I think I just say Mm -hmm. that to say that like people have different paths and we have this like, again, idea of like, oh, well your twenties is supposed to be for like being wild and making a lot of mistakes. And like, that's not everyone's experience and it's not necessarily necessary for you to have in order to understand yourself more fully. Cause some folks, some folks get married when they're 20 years old, right? Mm -hmm. Some folks just kind of live their lives and don't make these mistakes and then find someone in their thirties, right? Like there's a, there's a whole, there's a whole slew of options available to us that don't quite fit into these neat narratives around what people should or should be not be doing. So right. I don't want you to necessarily feel like you have to do some of this stuff in order to understand yourself better. I think that this like self-reflection and journey can look like you also just spending more time with yourself, asking yourself these questions about who you're attracted to, why you're attracted to, what you're looking for, what might be a deal breaker or not be a deal breaker. Like that kind of stuff can also happen through just kind of living and being with yourself as well. Yeah, I totally agree. And the last thing I want to touch on my darling, because um, like I said, it is the core of what I want you to take from this is just a big, you know, loving affirmation that like, this is all hard. It's hard to feel like you're putting yourself out there and you're receiving little in return. It wears on us. Mm. Um, I, we got a similar question, um, 
at our June just break up office hours, which is like a live Zoom hangout with Sam and I where we answer questions live that our patrons can access. And somebody asked basically like, how do I like stay positive and and keep putting myself out there and but deal with people being like, you just have to stay positive and put yourself out there. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> people's commentary like that, that's like accidentally uh, sort of backhanded, you know. And yep. one of the things I shared was that um, recently I've been feeling a lot of inner turmoil about like living in um, New York and really missing my life in Minneapolis. And Mm -hmm. I felt a lot of conflict or crunchiness in me because I felt my body and my heart really resisting the fact that it wasn't a black and white situation. It's not like I hated my life in Albany and really needed to live in Minnesota. And it's not Mm -hmm. like I... It's, it's not like I 100% love my life in Albany and don't ever think about moving back to Minnesota. Like if it, I could, I recognized why there was so much turmoil happening, turmoil happening in my heart is because I felt like I wanted it to be more black and white so that I could carry it more easily instead of carrying a little bit of grief all of the time. I wanted it to be where I was 100% happy with my life here in New York and I didn't want to be anywhere else. And t- so that, I, or I wanted it to be that I hated my life in New York so much so that I could make this clear cut decision or whatever. And so I know this, you're like, what the fuck does this have to do with me dating? <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell you, my friend, I'm not sure, but this is what I want to say. <laughs> this is what I want to say. I've been practicing really sitting with the understanding that we always carry a little bit of grief. Right. And that actually should be the expectation over the expectation that we are wholly happy all the time. And I don't mean that in a pessimistic way. And I don't mean that to be like, I don't know. I don't mean that in a dark way. I just, if I tell myself, it's okay for me to miss my Minneapolis life, it's okay for me to want my life to look different in a dream world just a little. And at the same time, I like my life. I'm grateful for the, the the blessings that I have. There are reasons why I'm here. Um, it makes it easier to hold it all at once. And bringing that to you, my friend, like you can say, you know, I really want a partner. I'm getting really tired of putting myself out there all the time. Um, you can hold that. And at the same time, say, I know why I'm here I have friends. I have a life that I appreciate. I have, you know, a growth, I have growth that I can point to. Mm -hmm. I, you know, time well spent, not wasted. And you can hold both of those things at once. Like you can, you can want a partner and love your life. And, and neither of those take away from one another. I think that's, that's, this is what I'm trying to get at is like, Mm -hmm. a lot of the conflict comes from us feeling like we can only hold one shaped thing at once you know it's hard it's hard to hold the shape of i love my life at the same time as the shape of i really wish i had a partner this hurts this is this is wearing on me you know at the same time but we really can if we give ourselves permission to if we say the 
the purpose isn't to be 100% happy in a perfect life or 100% sad in a terrible life. It's somewhere in the middle all of the time, no matter what gifts you have in your life, no matter what partners you do or do not have. So this is all to say, you know, you're, you're carrying it all. Let yourself carry it all. Let yourself feel, let yourself recognize when you're lonely and let yourself recognize when you're happy. And they're probably the same moment, you know, Mm -hmm. um, that feels neither here nor there, but that's just the gist of me. So (laughs) I hope that that it feels, um, a little lighter this week and that you Mm -hmm. maybe find yourself, you know, curious and excited to say yes in a situation that you might have said no thanks to. Um, and either way, you, we hope you know that two strangers across the world love you very much and hope that you're doing well. Absolutely. Thank you so much for writing. We love you. We love you. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for listening Like Sierra said at the beginning of the episode, if you want more content from us or if you want to get ad-free episodes, you can support us on Patreon. If you support us on Patreon for as little as $5 a month, you'll get an additional bonus weekly episode. That's patreon.com slash justbreakuppod. You can slide into our DM, send us your favorite release... Send us your favorite relationship memes, but most importantly, you can submit your questions about all matters of the heart at justbreakuppod.com, which is also where you can find our merchandise. Please remember to like, follow, subscribe, give us a five-star rating and review. And This literally keeps our microphones on and helps us reach more brokenhearted souls who need two random strangers giving them relationship advice. Just break. Nope. Yep. Yep. Just Break Up is a production of <laughs> Duvid Media, original music, recording, editing, producing all magical things by our good friend Spencer Worth Davis. Make sure to check out his podcast and music. And remember, we say it all the time, but two opposing things can be true at the same time. Mm-hmm. You can like your life and you can want it to look differently. You can be generally happy and lonely at the same time. There can be reasons why you are on the path that you are on now. And those reasons can coexist with wishes that your path were different. You know, it's it's life is not as black and white as we were told it would be when we were children. And if all else fails, just break up. <laughs> <laughs>